My name's Carl Hinder, and you're listening to the Good To Go podcast. The business podcast for salon and spa owners who are trying to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Does size matter? Welcome to episode six. This week, I want to talk to you about downsizing or even closing your business. We've all heard the soundbites of people saying that it's the best thing that they've ever done and everyone else should be just like them. Now, let's get this right. I'm not against doing this. I'm not against downsizing or getting smaller. It's a choice. And I can see why it would be right for some people. But you can hear the sound bites now, can't you, about having no staff, less stress, low overheads, more free time, and even higher sales. Look, I'm not convinced that this is right for everyone. And this is where we need to get controversial. The first reality check is that when you work on your own, you don't have an autonomous business. You essentially have a job, or as I call it, a job without a boss. And some of you might be asking, well, what's wrong with that? And in all honesty, nothing. But smaller isn't always better. You might think your stress is lower, and it might actually feel like that for a little while. But now you are the staff. You're the manager, you're the receptionist, you're the marketer, you're the bookkeeper. You've got to do the stock ordering, you've got to do the cleaning, and you're the entrepreneur. So I'm sure, look, I'm sure you will manage this, but who does it when you're not around? Who makes money, looks after clients and pays the bills when you've got an emergency, when you're ill, or even when you're on holiday? It doesn't really make sense, does it? When you're responsible for absolutely everything and the money stops coming in, you're going to be stressed, right? I know I would be. So if you see this as a hobby, by the way, you know, or maybe you've got a partner, you know, who's got a, you know, a huge job and you're not relying on the money from this business, then I can understand that makes more sense. But if you're truly relying on this as an independent business or you plan it to be, it's going to be stressful. So look, we just don't want to be kidding ourselves and we certainly don't want to be kidding other people. And that's why I thought this would be a good podcast so we get some sort of reality on this. I really want to drill down and analyze what seems like a trend of salons closing or getting smaller. Now, social media would suggest that everyone is doing this and everyone is closing down, but it's simply not true, guys, and at least no more true than it's ever been. In the UK alone, we know that around 15,000 salons close every year, regardless of pandemics or recessions or anything at all. We also know that we have over 46,000 salons in the UK, and that's growing in 2021. That grew by 3%. In the USA, we have over 984,000 salons, and that is forecast to be just under a million in the next five years. So, you know, the industry is growing and developing and we can't take a, a small part of it in isolation and say that it's, you know, good to be getting smaller. Now, of course, a lot of those new salons could be home salons or garden salons, but it's important to remember that most of them are still salons and many of them are also employing staff. So get this in focus, guys. Getting smaller is not necessarily the answer and the industry isn't going away. It's growing and developing and it's going to keep changing. Understanding these stats or statistics is going to be important as well because 
I won't say they're lying, but you've got to interpret them in the right way as well, because sometimes we think a salon has closed down when it's changed legal status. You know, when it's kind of swapped hands or it's gone from a sole trader to a limited company or something like that. So that doesn't mean it's closed down, it's just changed hands. And thousands of salons every year go through that process. Even what appears to be the rise of the garden salon. Now, there's no doubt there's a few more around than there used to be, and they are popular, but it's nothing new. For those of you that have been around long enough, you'll remember that we had um, salons in buses, we've had them in caravans, we've even had them on canal boats. And in that respect, nothing has changed. We're always no, you know, looking for opportunity in our industry. As for mobile hairdressers, look, we've had them since Adam and Eve. So nothing new there. It's um, a facility, it's a service that is fantastic for many, many people. And it's also a pathway for many hairdressers or many therapists as well. But it's not necessarily the right way for you to generate the maximum amount of money. It's not easy on a mobile business to generate money. So get this stuff in perspective, guys. The grass isn't always greener when you swap from a salon-based project or a salon-based business into one of the alternatives. So what's different? What's different at the moment? Well, in all honesty, not much. The main thing that's different is just social media. If you think back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have the impact of social media. So these kinds of trends or these kinds of focuses were never amplified. The rest of it is pretty much down to human nature. I don't know if you ever thought, this is kind of one for the, you know, the psychologists out there, ever thought that when someone buys a car or maybe they go on a cruise holiday or something like that, they then start to tell everyone else that they should get a car like this or they should also go on a cruise holiday. They should give it a try. Now, that's human nature. And what we are doing is it's endorsing our decision. It's saying what I did, what I bought was the right thing. You're just kind of proving it to yourself. I mean, you can't go around saying that I've made a terrible decision. Although, of course, at times we might have. This doesn't mean people are lying, of course, but sometimes people keep saying it to endorse it because, in all honesty, they're still trying to convince themselves. They're still trying to convince themselves that they made the right decision. Let's dive a bit more into this social media, and probably now we're going to get a bit more controversial. So, of course, we've also got others out there, you know, salon owners or ex-salon owners, as they probably are now, who are simply in a position where they failed. No other word for it. They've just failed. They just weren't very good at running a salon. And it's bound to be true that some people are just not very good at business. They're just not very good at running a salon. I don't know why we hide away from that. So there's going to be a section of people who failed at their business because they weren't very good at it. However, it's hard to say that, isn't it? It's hard to tell your family and your friends, and it can hurt a bit. You know, admitting to yourself and admitting to others that you failed because you're just not very good at something. So now what we see in social media is a kind of a shield of blame, right? We start talking about, you know, it's the, it's the recession that was the problem, interest rates, fuel bills, fuel price increases, the government pandemic, um, Brexit, the weather, anything at all. You know, staff issues, maybe they mention Elvis or something like that, guys, right? But pretty much anything that, you know, d detracts from the fact, anything really that 
draws away from the practicality that they had poor business skills. Or maybe they just didn't apply those skills in the right way. The downside for everyone else is that we have a group of people who are shouting, shouting very, very loud on all the platforms. They're also shouting at me for when I say that um, they're not that good at running a business in the first place, but that's not necessarily the reason for downsizing. However, downsizing doesn't mean that it's right for everyone just because some people have already done it. That's what the whole point is here. We have to make sure that we put everything into perspective. In this podcast, I'm talking to you, the person who's on the fence, the person who's in a dilemma at the moment about getting smaller, and the person who thinks that getting smaller will solve your problems. Now, I used to use this adage before uh, on my QCTV about hedgehogs, you know, that's their protection system, isn't it? You know, when hedgehog is threatened, it curls up into a small ball. And maybe, maybe thousands of years ago, that worked really, really well. But think about the last time you saw a hedgehog. The chances are that it was in the middle of a highway and it probably wasn't too healthy because something bigger came along and, well, how would you say, squashed it? That's what could happen to you. If you keep getting smaller, things don't always get easier. You know, my group is called MNP, Massive Not Passive, and that's an attitude that when you grow a business to be autonomous, you manage to grow protection as well. But let's be honest, if this is truly, truly right for you, sure, go ahead and do it. And it's right for many, many people. But don't think it won't be tough. Being on your own without staff doesn't make things necessarily easy for you, especially if you need the money from that business. Like I said, if you've got external support and it's just a bit of a hobby and a few bob for your holidays, listen, I'm not really talking to you either. I'm just talking to the person that thinks that a smaller business, maybe a mobile or maybe a, um, a home-based salon, will give you some kind of stress-free business with great return on your finances, it's not necessarily going to be the case. So I'm kind of saying, you know, proceed with caution and don't listen to the hype of the people who shout loudest. I also got to say this. If you are closing your salon, now I'm not talking about downsizing necessary, but if you are closing your salon, don't think that the world is going to stop. The industry isn't going to stop. And the stats that I read out to you earlier about the UK and the USA, and I'm sure most other developed nations are the same, the amount of salons is growing, and it's growing very, very fast. See, the world won't stop for you. So if you leave the, you know, if you leave the industry space, someone is coming right behind you. And some of those people are going to see opportunity, and some of them are going to take great advantage. So do things for the right reasons. You know, have your eyes open, take all of this in, but do it for the right reasons. And that's all from me this week. So thank you for joining me on Does Size Matter on the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. If you need help with this or any other coaching, then please reach out by emailing me on info at salon-help.co.uk. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking to you about whether the younger generation are entitled or do the older generation have it wrong. Now, don't forget, 
drop into the podcast notes where you'll find useful links on things like pricing and on retailing and many, many other things. And you can subscribe and review and let the whole world know about the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode.